Do aliens exist and are they among us? Are weird creatures lurking in the darkness? Do evil entities hide in the shadows of your bedroom while you sleep? Join us as we explore all this and more on the Warped Reality Podcast. <laughs> What's going on, all you crazy ghost enthusiasts? It's your boy, Ghost Joe. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Warped Reality Podcast. I have a great show planned for you guys tonight. I have some great segments, some awesome paranormal news, as well as some creepy, crazy, and scary stuff. So please stay tuned. So before we get into the paranormal stuff, I did want to let you guys know that what I had said may happen on the last show actually did happen, and I was transferred to a much more active facility than I was in. So it may be difficult for me to get content out there every two weeks, but I'm still going to try, and we're, we're still going to keep pushing forward. So if you have a paranormal experience that you'd like to share please give me a call at 845-379-1331 or email me at ghostjoeny at gmail.com. So a man named Chad Gassert of Ohio, he's terrified to be in his own home. Um, he's claimed that he has witnessed his wife's three porcelain dolls, three porcelain dolls move while inside a glass case. That sounds oddly familiar to uh, a certain... Uh, a certain other porcelain doll that uh, actually isn't porcelain in real life, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep it going because those movies are pretty cool anyway. Um, it's it's happened on numerous occasions. It only happens when he's by himself. Go figure. I mean, that's that's honestly, though, uh, that's mainly what happens to me, too, and what happens to most people because I feel that a lot of times um, some of the people that are there they may not be ready to see certain things, and the people, the other people that do experience it, they're more open to it. Um, but this man has seen these porcelain dolls move on on occasion, on several occasions. Um, but he did manage to catch uh, one occasion on camera, on a video, and I will be linking that article to the show notes. So definitely check that out. Uh, it's very, very crazy, man. Um, this is really creepy, so you may have nightmares after that. I know I'm gonna. Also, everybody, I am still looking for a audio editor to help me with this segment idea that I have. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last show, I'm looking for an audio editor to be part of the Warped Reality Podcast team. It is paid for in gratitude and, uh, you know, non-monetary gratitude. And basically, I need somebody to add some ambience, some special effects, some cool sound effects to um, a creepy story segment that we have planned, uh, me and my buddy Nat, who's also part of the Warped Reality Podcast team. So please check that out. Also, don't forget, we also have our new guy, Vinny, who's going to be doing some great stuff for us, as well as uh, April from April's Creepy Corner. I know you guys love that segment. I've been getting great feedback on that. And now for everyone's favorite segment, I read it on Reddit. This incident happened about four to five months ago. It happened, thankfully, when I had someone in the car, or I would have never have believed it with my own eyes or with my own sanity. 
First off, I'm a female in her early 50s, a driver of 35 years with good eyesight as I only need glasses to read. I believe in spirits and I've seen them since I was the age of five. We live in the outskirts of San Diego, California. We both love to go to casinos and there's a plethora of them this way. We like to go late nights and avoid the crowds. This one night we were going a little beyond the local. It would have been about a 45 minute drive. Driving on the back roads to get there quicker, we were on the 78, which is a winding downhill road that brings you out to drive by the San Diego Wild Animal Park. The weather was a cool, clear night. We were on this back road from the beginning in Ramona, where I picked her up, and not one car or person to be seen the whole way. As we pass the wild animal park, you go about a half a mile till you either bear right or stay on the road, which curves to the left. I did the latter. On our left is a massive field, possibly a local farm, and on the right is trees, bushes, and shrubs clumped together with a stone wall that was back about 10 feet from the brush with more field. As the car comes out of the curve, immediately in front of the car, coming out of the field to the left of those trees and bushes, gallops a 12-foot-tall stick man. It was quick but very visible, as we both gasped at the same time. I was seriously stunned and shook up, as was my friend. I had my high beams on since the road was very dark. We both started sharing our views of what each one saw, Although I somehow had seen a little more going up the figure than my friend, we both had the exact same description. I could only come up with Stickman, as that's the, immediately, the immediate thought. Neither of us saw a head. We both saw an extremely tall figure with a body and torso, which wasn't any thicker than a single thin piece of wood, or what appeared to be wood. It had two sticks at the hip area come out vertically with legs made of sticks that bent at the knee area, and the feet were large but proportioned sticks. I saw a stick arm bent in the middle at its side but did not see shoulders, neck, or head. This left us both questioning what we saw. How on earth was this thing real? As we drove and discussed this, I started to get a bad headache and felt sick to my stomach. My friend felt weak, and we both felt not right. We kept on to the casino, but it felt surreal, and our minds and bodies almost felt assaulted. Finally, a friend in the area gets a room at the casino, and we go up to relax. I hope if anyone has seen this, that they come forward and share. So what do you guys think? Has anybody ever seen a stick man or any kind of creepy, crazy, wild figure, uh, very, very tall. I've heard these stories before on uh, a great podcast that I used to listen to called Monsters Among Us. Uh, if you guys haven't heard that, check them out because that, that, uh, that podcast is pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, that's a creepy, creepy story. I don't know uh, if I would want to continue going to the casino after seeing something crazy like that. Um, but yeah, so that was, I read it on Reddit. So right now, guys, I want to tell you about this, uh, this thing that I came across that I thought was very interesting. Uh, it is called, it is the cursed town of Calabraro in Italy. It is said to be so cursed that the locals only refer to it as the town with no name. 
In the southern hills of Italy, there is a beautiful, beautiful quaint town called Calabraro. The legend of the curse dates back to the 1940s when the then-mayor of Calabraro, Biagio Virgilio, sorry, I am Italian, but I'm I'm not the greatest Italian, you know, uh, is said to have proclaimed at a, a town council meeting, may this chandelier fall down if I am not telling the truth. Seconds later, the huge chandelier above his head crashed to the ground, and since then the locals have believed that he has put a chilling hex on the hometown. The village's name itself is said to have a horrifying origin. It comes from the word uh, caliber, which means snakes, and some locals say it is a place where evil presences live. Not only that, but Calabraro has long been rumored to be the ancient home of the Masiari, or powerful women who worked their magic using spells, the evil eye, and curses. They were often treated as healers, with their neighbors going to them when they had certain symptoms like a headache and asking them to lift the curse. Some of them could work the cures, which further spread the rumors about their dark magic and powers. They used a mix of salt, coal, and water, and would rub it on the affected person's forehead before throwing the contaminated water on a crossroads. The next person said to walk across the crossroads was then believed to be infected by the curse. While the Masiari are said to no longer exist or live in the village, many fear their powers are still present. There are also stories of strange things happening to those in the village, which seem to be impossible to be explained by medicine or magic. There are unconfirmed reports of babies being born with two hearts or three lungs. Freakish landslides and bizarre car accidents are also said to plague Calabraro, but the curse doesn't affect everyone. Only visitors to the village are believed to be prone to suffering the tele- the the, the, terrible, the terrible consequences of Calabraro's bad luck. Every year, though, they hold a street show to celebrate their hometown's spooky history, and in August, visitors flock to Calabraro to see the show featuring witches, masiari, and werewolves. Uh, although, just to be on the safe side, everyone who doesn't call Calabraro home is given a special amulet to protect them from the curse. So what do you guys think? You want to take a road trip? Hey guys, before we go into the next thing, I just want to let you know that all of the social media accounts for the Warped Reality Podcast, I'm going to be putting them in the show notes below from now on. So, you know, we have a TikTok, we have uh, YouTube, we have Facebook groups, we have Instagram, um... We even have a Discord server as well as a clubhouse. So I'll be putting that all in the descriptions below. So please check all those out as well as WarpedRealityPodcast.com. So before we get into the next story, guys, I just wanted to give a very happy belated birthday to a very huge celebrity um, that I've been watching since I was a kid. And I'm sure many of you have as well. Uh, some of you may not have watched him when you were a kid um but uh i know uh he's been a very big uh a very big star to me and he's extremely funny man um 
This is from September 21st, but his birthday was on September 21st. Mr. Bill Murray turned 71. Uh, you know him from movies like Caddyshack and What About Bob and Saturday Night Live. And of course, one of my favorite movies of all time, Ghostbusters. So happy birthday, Bill Murray, and many, many more to come. So the next story I wanted to talk to you guys about was, I guess, more of a science-related thing, but still very interesting nonetheless. So archaeologists have discovered that 3,600 years ago, a 50-meter-wide meteor exploded about 2.5 miles above the Earth and destroyed an entire city in the Dead Sea in the Middle East, which is now the country of Jordan. The blast was said to have been a thousand times more powerful than the atomic bomb. The blast sent a blinding flash along with 2,000 degrees, 3,600 degrees Fahrenheit of heat. A few moments after the initial blast, a shockwave leveled everything, including a four- to five-story palace complex. I hope whoever's palace complex that was had homeowner's insurance. Science is fun, isn't it, kids? So I came across this article on a website called mysterywire.com. By the way, guys, everything that I talk about, uh, all my stories and stuff, they'll have their links or will be in the show notes description of, uh, of the podcast. So check all those out for yourself. Um, so an article from mysterywire.com details an alien abduction in, in an interview with the Red Rocker himself, solo artist and former frontman of Van Halen, Mr. Sammy Hagar. He tells about his first abduction experience that he had when he was 13 in 1964-65. He's had others as well. He also tells about it in his autobiography. So if you have that, I'm sure that autobiography is pretty awesome. I love reading uh, rock autobiographies. Um, He says it took place in the foothills of Lau Creek. He sensed that they were tapping into him, like almost as if, his mind was plugged into something like his head was plugged into something and they were like reading his thoughts. Um, once they realized that he was, that he was aware of what was going on, they yelled some weird numerical cold. Uh, he, he felt a jolt as if he was being unplugged from something. He claims he had seen two shadowy figures, uh, standing over him. Um, he tells about how he experienced them communicating through telepathy. Uh, but he said that when they found out that he was aware, they screamed some kind of numerical code. He felt like he was being unplugged from something and he saw like a very bright white light and the whole room turned into like this really white area. And then all of a sudden he heard a big bang and everything went black and everything went back to normal. Um, He's, like I said, he said that he's had other experiences before. I'm sure he's documented that in his book, too. So I'm sure it's very interesting. Um, He's ever since then, now that was when he was 13, but ever since then, he's been a UFO enthusiast. And he's even wrote many songs on his solo albums pertaining to visitors from another world. So, you know, check those out, too. He he lists a lot of the songs that he had written about his experiences uh, as far as abduction and just, I guess, space in general. Um, So could this have been sleep paralysis? Maybe. But there are way too many stories that are very similar to this out there. Sammy, 
If you ever want to talk about it with my audience on my show, I'd love to have you on. Give me a call, 845-379-1331, and we'll talk about it. So right now, let's check to see what April has in store for us on April's Creepy Corner. Take it away, April. Hello, spooky friends. This is April's Creepy Corner, and in this episode, we are talking all about aquatic cryptids. Yes, we've all heard the infamous Loch Ness Monster and the Fiji Mermaid, but the list of water monsters is really incredibly lengthy. This is the category of cryptids that have lived or have been seen in marine aquatic environments. The two main types of aquatic ecosystems are marine ecosystems and freshwater ecosystems like lakes and rivers. An aquatic cryptid is a creature, either vertebrae or invertebrae, that lives underwater for most or all of its life. It may breathe air or extract its oxygen from air dissolved in water through its gills or directly through its skin. And animals that move readily from water to land and vice versa are referred to as amphibians. Now let's dive, pun intended, into some of these guys. Have you ever heard of the Bear Lake Monster? Well, stories of this cryptid began to surface in the mid-1860s when a news correspondent recounted a Native American legend about an enormous alligator with red eyes, short legs, and dark green skin that would come ashore at times to feed on animals and even sometimes humans. Yikes! This, along with a couple of eyewitness accounts, spurred the ongoing legend, who is still spotted to this day. How about the Ogopogo? In the underground lakes of the Okanagan Valley in British Columbia, many people report seeing a 40 to 50 foot long monster with a narrow build, dark skin, and serrations running down its back. Sightings began with the Okanagan people, who called the beast Nitakis, which means Great Beast of the Lake. They documented the sightings by painting on rocks before the mid-1800s. When white settlers came to the area and witnessed the creature, they used the term Ogopogo. In 1926, the sightings appeared in newspapers. This was actually seven years before the Loch Ness Monster even made a debut. Moving on to the Bermuda Beast. This colossal creature is said to live in the Bermuda Triangle and is also said to jump out of the water and catch planes mid-air, causing them to crash. Although it has gained popularity, this beast seems to be an alternative explanation to the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle. And if it did exist, it would be one of the biggest creatures to ever live. Moving on to the Devil's Lake Monster. This is an aquatic creature that is said to reside in the depths of Devil's Lake, located north of Lincoln City, Oregon. Some say this octopus-like beast was responsible for an untold number of deaths, but the Nakoda Indians tell a tale about a creature that is uncannily similar to the alleged extinct plesiosaur. And, of course, we cannot discuss water cryptids without touching on dear old Nessie. The Loch Ness Monster is virtually a symbol of cryptozoology. Witnesses describe this creature as an animal with sleek, dark skin, about 20 feet long, with a serpentine-like body, with humps along the back. Nessie is described to have paddles or stumpy legs, a horse-shaped neck, and some even say horns. The first serious wave of sightings came in the 1930s and have continued ever since. I mean, it's really easy to brush things off like this as a hoax, but just think about how much unexplored underwater areas of the world there are. Really, humans have only scratched the surface below our waters, and anything could be lurking below. 
If you have any encounters or stories that you would like to share, please call 845-379-1331 or email ghostjoeny at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Swim safely and stay spooky. So thank you very much for that awesome segment, April, as usual. Uh, that segment was dedicated to my buddy Bill Van Vagel of the Phantom Galaxy podcast and the Land of the Creeps podcast. So there you go, Bill. There's your little sea monster thing. And I'll do a, a bigger segment on that as well. But I just wanted to throw that one out to you, too. But, uh, yeah, I'll tell you a little fun fact about Ghost Joe, guys. Uh, I never learned how to swim. It's crazy, right? I don't know. Every time I've tried, I just sink to the bottom. So if you ever happen to see Ghost Joe out in the middle of the ocean, uh, it would be wise to please throw me a life preserver, will you? So guys, you know what really peels my potatoes? When you find out that a very rare and cool scientific event, most mostly astronomical or astronomical or you know, well, space, you know, and uh, you miss it. That's uh, that really peels my potatoes. So the other day I was uh, I, I listen, I worked a lot of hours. I worked like 80 hours this week. So I wasn't sure if I was coming to work or going to work or coming home or whatever. But it was real late at night. And I looked up in the sky near my house and I saw some weird like some weird. It almost looked like smoke or some kind of light up in the sky. And I'm like, well, that looks really weird, you know. It, it almost looked like a like a like a vertical, or I, I don't know. I can't even really explain it. It was just very a very strange looking sight in a night sky. Now I live up upstate New York, so it's pretty clear up here. Um, and I just I thought it was kind of strange, but I didn't snap a picture of it. I was thinking about it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to take a picture. It's probably something stupid. So apparently, you were able to see. The Aurora Borealis, which is this really, really beautiful looking uh, light in the sky uh, that you could basically see really, really clear up near Alaska. And um, you were able to see it the other night uh, as far south as New York, Wisconsin and Washington State uh, due to a geomagnetic storm. And apparently... I believe it said something like it happens every 11 years, and uh, I didn't take a picture of it, and I had no idea about it, so that kind of really peels my potatoes, man. If if you happen to know of any cool um, space events happening soon, uh, give me a call, 845-379-1331, or you can email me at ghostshowny at gmail.com. And let me know if you've seen any cool ones. Uh, let me know that as well. I'd love to hear your experience about it. Uh, actually, our very own April just came back from Alaska and had sent me some really, really cool pictures of the Aurora Borealis. And it looked quite beautiful. I'm sure it's stunning to see in person. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy, guys. Hey, guys. So I have a very, very interesting story for you guys. So the original where the real Conjuring home is up for sale yet again. It was uh, recently purchased in 2019 by a family who are actually paranormal investigators. Um, it was purchased then for 439000 Uh Very modest. It's a uh, three-bedroom, uh, ranch-style home, 1.5 bath, 3,109 square feet, 
on top of 8.5 acres of land, which is a nice size land. Um, the pictures are, are nice of the home, very, very quaint, very old looking. Uh, and then uh, they have some pictures of Annabelle thrown in there. So I guess they're really billing this as the conjuring house, um, which I guess is why the price now is $1.2 million for this home, which I believe may be a little overpriced, um, you know, just by a little bit. 439000 seems even a little high, I guess, for, for uh, Rhode Island um, in this area. But, uh, you know, it was featured in a movie and stuff, so I guess that's why they did that. But to put it up for sale for $1.2 million, I think they'll probably end up lower in that. So what do you guys think? You going to buy it? Let me know. Also, um, I will have the link for the listing in the show notes. So check it out. So that'll do it for me tonight, guys. Thank you for listening. The next episode, episode seven will be on Friday, October 22nd. So please check that out. It's going to feature an interview with an awesome lady. Um, her name is Eleanor Wagner. She is an author, a uh, podcaster of a great podcast. She is the founder of lady ghostbusters. It's a group out of New Jersey. So you're going to want to hear it. She has some great stories. She says a little excerpt from her book, and it's a great interview. So please check that out in two weeks. As always, thank you to April for your awesome segment. And thank you, of course, to you guys, the listeners. I love you guys. Keep listening. Have a great couple weeks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Warp Reality Podcast. For more episodes, guest info, social media links, merch, and more, please check out WarpedRealityPodcast.com. If you have a paranormal experience you'd like to share, questions, comments, or you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can leave me a voicemail at 845-379-1331 or email me at ghostjoeny at gmail.com. You can do so anonymously if you'd like. Also, I'd greatly appreciate it if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or WorkRealityPodcast.com. Have an awesome night, everyone, and don't forget to change your shorts.